You're the Vin Diesel in boiler room, just taking people. Yeah, I wish my uh, my voice get that low and talk like Vin Diesel. Uh, does he talk just, like that? Just sound like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put all your money in yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm I done. my life a quarter Bitcoin at a time. That's right. Point two five Bitcoin right. at a time. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Welcome to the 17th episode of our show. If uh, if our podcast was a kid, it'd be old enough to see rated R films. Ooh. So I, I am uh, your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Coming at you, it's Corey. And uh, we've gotten some feedback this past week from, from numerous people. And I just want to address really quick uh, some criticism that we don't explain thoroughly what bitcoin is so uh, my take is is we can't cover that week after week when it's not about bitcoin for the sake of bitcoin it's about how the technology can solve problems for consumers worldwide even if they don't know what the blockchain is you know that's what the show is um so i I just wanted to get that out of the way you know because i'm getting emails and feedback from friends and uh you know i guess we kind of have to clearly define what the show is um I don't know. Do you guys have any take on that? Uh, well, it's nice to have feedback that asks that question because we've kind of just been throwing rocks at the airspace to see what hits and, uh, and no one said anything. So if people want us to talk about more about what Bitcoin is, we can maybe have that. I and mean, we have resources page on our website. We have, we've talked about it in the past. We, we ask people what they think Bitcoin is in 10 words or less in every episode. Um, it's not easy. It's not that difficult to just Google what is Bitcoin. If you're listening to a podcast and spending an hour or so listening to people talk about Bitcoin, why wouldn't you just Google it and say, what is Bitcoin and watch the thousands of videos online that give you a simple explanation? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got the same feedback though. People are like, Oh, the show, you guys don't really say what Bitcoin is. And um, one we have, but <laughs> also like <laughs> Google, like that's a thing now. It's totally a thing. So I don't uh, know. Maybe I'm hit him with them. I, uh, yeah, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. And yeah. uh, but I know me and Dimitri have gotten that same feedback. But uh, but but anyway, uh, so Corey and D, you've enrolled in a crypto course. Uh, week one is down. Uh, so how was the intro week, gentlemen? Uh, would you guys learn about? You know, was it all hash functions and data structures? Tell us a bit about. D, I'll let you start it out. I'll go first. Um, it's really easy to take in. It's smooth. It's smooth like, I don't know, some sort of smooth beverage. Nothing's coming to mind right now. We got, like, whiskey or something. It's really smooth to take in. The lectures are quick. Um, you can speed them up if you want to. I tend to watch mine at 1.5 speed. Um, so it sounds like the guys are talking like, like, uh, chipmunks, but, 
Um, the quizzes kind of give you a very, you know, broad understanding of some really technical aspects. And it's like they go, they go kind of technical, but not technical to the point where, you know, you need a friggin' master's degree in computer science just to keep up. So I'm a big fan. The quizzes are super easy, which makes me feel good about myself when it's like, you got an 80 on some cryptography stuff. And I'm like, crazy. I'm so smart. And wait, you got an 80? Yeah, I got an 80. Uh, That's not not bad for somebody who's a goddamn job. (laughs) 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 I'm watching videos on my lunch break. Give me a break. Damn. But it is. It's only week one, though, man. It's only going to get harder, right? Yeah. I don't know if classes work that way. Do classes work that way? I thought the beginning yes. stuff is hard. Does your class? Does your class work? Your class doesn't work that way. It gets no. easier? No. Um, it's supposed to be a crescendo to the final, is it not? Uh, I don't know. I don't mean... I, it wasn't hard, hard. I just, like didn't have the time to super duper focus. And I probably could have got a hundred had I super duper focused. But Well, you can take it as many times okay. as you want. You can? I'll go back and get a hundred then. So screw you, cello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the class like it's a it's a free online class that is offered for the first time. And it's, it's what I got out of it is essentially the people taking this course can take what they want from the course. It's deep enough to give you a really good foundation on how Bitcoin works at a fundamental level. So if you're writing an application or you're really curious about the nuts and bolts or what the security protocols are or what the problems are or why it's going to work in the first place, it'll give you that. If you just want to say you took a course, you can listen to the videos, answer the quiz, and and move on with your day, not really learn anything. But if you really want to get down to it, just based on the the first two lectures, it does a really good job of explaining what it is mm-hmm. built on the, the like the the crypt like the cryptography structures that are used together in unison with this you know theory of how do you do a consistent a consensus network works really well and it was mm-hmm. the first time they put these things together to make a network which is what bitcoin has become and they do a really good job of explaining how that works and why they did it that way and like the i guess the historical uh, breakdown of what it started with and then what problems those had and then how they fixed those problems and how it's become what it is today. And that's just yeah. based off the first two ep- two lessons, which is maybe two hours total. Of, of now, Have you had standalone homework or you just have video lectures quiz. now? Video lectures and then quiz. I don't think that oh, okay. the, the course will actually have anything that's going to be, you know, too in-depth. I think there's a few lessons, but they're not going to be that, like, ball busting but i mean just based on the third lecture it's it's getting down to the the the, the very low level stuff like what transactions how you write a transaction what all of these things mean and uh real math which could be difficult for some but it's it really lets you know if you want to know how it works or you know how to write in the scripting language that bitcoin uses you can get a lot from this Mm. The way um, so whoever, whoever gets a higher rate out of you two, I'm going to send you Bitcoin. There is no Just whoever. It's of. going to be me or D gets another hundred. Well, you hear that? <laughs> you hear that D? I heard it. I heard it. I do know that 
um, Satoshi Nakamoto put together all these cryptographic, um, I guess, uh, what do you, what would you call them, Corey? Cryptographic. The hash functions? I mean, like, the, just these. Well, the, the, the different things that he put together to make Bitcoin a thing is like, it's like a symphony, man. Like a, he's a composer. Because the way it works is beautiful. And I didn't really know, like, the skeleton of it until these lectures. And I just more and more impressed. Oh, also, there's a lot of quotables in this class. So if you ever need to work on your elevator pitch, take this class and you'll learn some quotables about why Bitcoin is so awesome and what it allows. So, hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you, you took a picture and put it on Facebook. Yeah, the descrugify. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, I mean, it's this is it's the natural progression of science. So you, if you want to solve a problem, and the problem was the creating a, a, a consensus network amongst databases so that many distributed pieces can agree on the same type of information, uh, that then spawned a different thing, which then someone said, we can turn this into a currency. And then they said, well, what about security protocols? Well, why don't we use hash functions, which, you know, and then all of these different things came about to answers of problems with the network. And then someone came up, and then Satoshi Nakamoto came up with the grand idea of putting all these things together in a, in a framework that makes a decentralized autonomous currency network. And it, it ended up being fantastic. So it's, I mean, it's, it's the natural progression of how science works. When you have a problem, or a problem you're trying to solve, you come up with an idea and you test it. That you, then that has problems, and then that goes through several iterations. Bitcoin is one of those iterations that is by far the best. It solves all the main problems of having a currency or a a, a network that transacts value. Mm-hmm. The incentive is what makes it go. Yeah. yeah. So you're taking it very well uh, when Corey said he's going to kick your ass in this course. Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional student. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I do. Yeah, man. <laughs> so is Demetra. He's always, uh, both of you guys learn college for like nine years. <laughs> that's true. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. He's always done better than me in every class we had together. It's nothing new. It just challenges me to learn shit. So it's just good. I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not going to compete like a damn athlete. Like, oh, I'm going to get 100 so much harder than you, Corey. That's not going to happen like that. I think you should. I am. Really? <laughs> he is. Shit. I didn't know it was. Well, it, this is this same. is one of my, it's the same It's the same thing for me. It's just the, the same competitiveness and athleticism that goes along with sports. Imagine the depression sports. that Corey will fall into if you beat him. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be fucking super impressed. Well, shit. Let me put my A game on. I think, he, I think he would sell his dogs and lock himself in a closet. <laughs> you should I'm just put my A game on tomorrow. I'm gonna put some damn uh, montage music and just listen to listen to the montage music and then take the class and dominate the quizzes. <laughs> just be done before me on everything. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get updates uh, every week. All right. Yeah. Well, what's next on the docket? I'm pretty sure there's been well, lots of big news. There's a lot of big news. I'll, I'll bring up one, and then I do want to get into your day trading, probably after we'll get back from the interview, because I think that's interesting. 
thing. Um, but I, I remember I posted something on Facebook telling people how excited I was about the podcast and mainly because of all of our guests. And then Forbes came out with this article saying that Bitcoin is the fastest growing area of startup investment with uh, like 400 million committed in the first half of 2015. So the days of, of banks holding on to people's money a little bit longer and benefiting from that or charging people fees and high margins on exchange rates it's, it's going to end. Like I think this, this kind of solidifies it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's that that that. I saw an argument today that was um, talking about what is going to be the main reason for adoption. Is it going to be these small startups and this kind of um, fringe crowd of libertarians of people who say you know free money and all this stuff, or is it going to be the titans that push in and start to fund all of the startups and all these things and want, and want to say about it because the banks know that it works. They've essentially said it's too big to ignore and they're starting to jump into the crowd. It doesn't mean it's bad for Bitcoin. It's probably a really good thing because they can do, they can push certain things that little, little companies can't mm. don't have the ability to. But I mean, it's, it's now it's, it's, it's not a matter of when is it going to be adopted? It's how is it going to be adopted? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's gonna be adopted, and and I think Bitcoin's gonna be a big part of that. I think it's gonna there's gonna be multiple blockchains though. There have to be at this point. The different blockchains need different um, levels of utility. You know, there's a lot of use cases. Well, of, you know, personal things. So yes, there will be multiple things. Yeah, Bitcoin yeah. will be one of them, and probably very. I think large. it works like this. If not, and, and I know Dimitri, you've been building apps, so maybe you know you can shed some light on this. But by the <laughs> time you have an app, like like it, it, take Uber or like Instagram, you know, you're at the tenth layer of technology stack. You know, you don't have Uber without Google Maps. You don't have Google Maps without GPS and satellite imaging, and then you don't have that without the internet and the iPhone and LTE and miniaturization and all these things. And that's how primitive the in- infrastructure is now. You know, the, the blockchain can currently handle seven transactions a second, while a credit card giant like Visa can process 56,000. You know, no wonder Bitcoin players, you know, liken the current state of the technology to the Internet way back in 94, 95, like, like Christian uh, Saucier said, when, when going online meant dialing up to AOL and connecting to, you know, 10 kilobytes per Per second. I mean, it's like Cordy just said. There's like so many layers to it, to, like technology layers. Mm-hmm. And and Bitcoin's the very so, very top layer or bottom layer. Sorry. It, so. Yeah, it's kind of like the foundation. So when you build an app, you're not just building an app, man. You're like combining the blockchain with this on top of this, on top of this, on top of this, on top of this. So that's you know all these startup investments. Like you know they have to sign off on like you know, all these different layers and then build something from the ground up. And, you know, these angel investors are believing in them and it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also about, like we have to think about, it's so exciting because unlike the Visa network, the, the very, the very low layer, the lowest layer, which is, which is Bitcoin and the, I guess the blockchain, the blockchain, which is Bitcoin is an app on the blockchain technology. That's what people are saying. But Bitcoin in general allows for more things as a transaction network which means you can build 
many, many, many more different facets of applications on top of this low-level structure or skeleton that mm-hmm. other things are not, were not possible in the past, which means that the the scope of what it will be available because of Bitcoin is huge yeah. and untapped. And you, you wrote a blog about this. It's like, this is the new, like, it's, it's teeming with potential. And if you want to future proof yourself, it, you're, it's best to do something about learning how to, how to write in the Bitcoin scripting language or how to make apps that tap into this potential. Wouldn't that squeeze your own damn juice? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. That was a good I mean, one. It's, it's brand spanking new tech. And I mean, I think you gotta be a little foolish not to think it's going somewhere when almost one billion dollars of venture capital investment has flowed into this space. I mean, whether you're in it to win it with some profit or you're in it because you believe in the technology, that says a lot. That's that's a billion dollars worth of smart is, money behind something. Or this is the way I like to, the way I like to think about it. There's I guess there's two different ways. What you just said with people who at the top are funding putting a lot of money into funding startups so that they have a they have a stake in the game. Um, also if you're like, I don't know about anything about this, but those people are way smarter than me. And I just, I just the people at the top are doing what's supposed to be done because they know what's going on. Well, the people at the top of these financial corporations and stuff like that are quitting their lives with huge incomes to put all of their their backing into the Bitcoin network. They're only doing, they're, they're quitting their day jobs and, and these cushy jobs making a shitload of money to invest all of their time and money into being at the start of this of this Bitcoin revolution. And that says a lot because they do know what's going on. And the fact that they're willing to put that much on the line says a lot about the technology minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wouldn't want to work for someone like that? I mean, it's crazy. Like, they believe in it, like, so much. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, we could talk about this for, like, another hour, but... Because of time, I think we have to get into our uh, our interview of the week. Absolutely, Mr. Mark Bergender. And like you handpicked guy. him yourself. I like this guy. <laughs> I did like this guy. Yeah. I saw so he. Go ahead. Why? Why? Why did you? Uh, why did you handpick him? What was it about him that you felt would uh, make him a great guest? Well, it's just because he makes common sense out of Bitcoin. It's just it's just common sense to him. He he's a farmer from Australia and he saw Bitcoin and was like, oh, this is much easier than the shit that we do currently. And it works and it's awesome, (laughs) you know. So then he just goes around and he introduces it to, you know, fellow farmers in Australia, I think Brisbane to be exact. And he's trying to create this community of farmers that just use Bitcoin to do all um, all of their commerce. And I thought that was such a cool story because it's just in such a random spot and it's such a random thing. And then on top of that, such a random guy was like, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Electronic money. It's way easy. And so that's why it really like shot out to me and I was like I gotta get this guy on the show and plus he's Australian so he probably has an awesome accent (laughs) 
And he said, I'd love to be on the show, Lottie. Oh, God. That's what <laughs> it's he said. It's not Irish. <laughs> Lot. How, how many times did you watch Braveheart to get that accent out? That's Scottish. God damn, people. What is your problem? So I don't care. I don't know anything about that entire island. Okay. I don't know anything. That's about my that. New Zealand accent. What are you talking about? That was your New Zealand? They sound a lot like Australian. Oh. All right. What about this? His, uh, uh, so, so the name, the name of his, uh, place, uh, what is it? Organic food, Buddha, organic foods. That's his bread and butter. And, um, he accepts bitcoins as payment for his eggs that he sells. So he yeah. hand delivers them. He goes out and delivers your eggs. It's really cool. Yeah, we should I get into it. it I want to actually scenario. talk about it just a little bit. Is that he? You you can rent a chicken. <laughs> That's so cool. You could rent a chicken, and then that chicken he gets gives you eggs from that chicken. It's a really neat service, and he takes bitcoin for it. So. And then he lets the chicken go out to the pasture when it's time for it to die. It's so natural. Organic. I would do this in a heartbeat if it was available to me. Hell yeah, man. I want some fresh eggs. But anyways, should we get into the interview? Yep. Yeah, let's get into it. The first question I have for you is, uh, how was Bitcoin introduced to you? And how quickly do you you accept it as something to put time and effort into understanding? That's a very interesting question, as usual. Um, look, I've got an IT background. I was a programmer in the past and so on. So I'm on the internet all the time. And basically, I've, I've seen people talk about it on the internet, you know, in discussion forums and so on. And... Uh, I saw that, you know, with mining, you can make money. And I went like, what? You can make money? First thought <laughs> through my head was like, that's free money. You can, you can have free money. That must be stupid. <laughs> so uh, at first I dismissed it, you know, like, oh, how can that be real? You know, if it's too good to be true, it is too good. It must be a scam or something. But anyway, I looked into it and I did mine a little bit. And I realized, hold on a moment, it's not actually free because for a start you need the miners and then the electricity and so on. So there's actually, you're actually putting an effort in. And I thought, sorry? Oh yeah, huge effort. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. And, um, but I found, you know, to actually make money mining, you need to be quite, quite big. You need to spend a lot of money. So I've, I've left that to the side in the end. Uh, my interest was big with Bitcoin by that time. So I started uh, started getting some from exchanges and my first Bitcoins I got on localbitcoins.com. Um, that was quite a, yeah. The first experience was like, oh, so I'm sending someone my Australian dollars. Will I get something for it or what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out, of course. I mean, I did my research and I picked someone with a good uh, uh, um, feedback writing. Um, yeah, and from there on, it's just the more I read, the more I see. It's just like, I mean, this is the future. I mean, how how, how can anyone not understand? And I guess the, the way I see that the real problem is that people don't understand the fiat currencies, how they work. They're the fractional reserve banking and uh, what a complete complete mess that really is mm-hmm. 
That's that's definitely true, and that really feeds us into the next question. I mean, did you find it difficult to educate your neighbors and and to get them in some type of operable level of understanding to get them, you know, working with you? Um, I'm actually part of the Chamber of Commerce here, and I've given a talk to the Chamber of Commerce uh, very early this year, I think February. And basically, the, the way I, I presented the talk was from an event perspective. So if you have a shop, you know, why would you want to accept Bitcoin? And it was a lot of interest. Um, no one in the end actually took it much further than just expressing interest, but everyone thought, hey, this is good. Um, I mean, they certainly tweak that a lot less fees than credit cards. But mm-hmm. from a vendor perspective, generally no fees because the payoff pays these. And um, the other thing that they really liked is that uh, there's no, like, you know, two-day settlement or anything. <coughs> that, that the money is basically there almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the interest was certainly there. And I've just... The way I see it, I just keep on talking about it. They can try and shut me up, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can all relate to that one. <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, interest keeps coming. I had uh, ta- uh, a chat with um, a local um, um, not-for-profit that were thinking of, about accepting it, but they've had too much to do in the end, and... We, it's a very, we're in a fairly uh, conservative area as well. I mean, any election, you realize they're always voting the conservative guys, which is kind of disappointing. Um, and, and even the not-for-profit, they were so conservative that in the end it was too hard to think about it right now because they've had so much other things to think about it, not because they didn't want to. It was just, yeah, it's too hard. So I'm still working on that. Um, I'm planning on um, having a little workshop where, you know, I'll, I'll get people together and help them install a wallet and maybe give them the first few Bitcoins or first few Satoshis uh, <laughs> so they can play with it and hopefully that'll help as well. And I think once they realize how easy it is to set up, it's not one of your traditional transaction systems like Visa where it's difficult to get started. Accepting Bitcoin at this point is relatively easy. That's so true. That is so true. And once you realize you don't need permission from a bank or anyone, you can just have an account or multiple accounts, as many as you want. It doesn't cost you anything. Absolutely. So what are some hurdles to adoption that you think that you'll have to overcome? And then we can translate that on the, the bigger scale to the greater Bitcoin community that we can start doing to overcome those hurdles in our areas. Well, for, look, from my perspective, the biggest hurdle is to get my customers to pay me Bitcoin. That's where I'd like to be. Um, would make my bookkeeping a little easier as well. I mean, there's all these uh, uh, programs out there that just look at the blockchain and basically do your bookkeeping for you. Um, that's, I think, my biggest hurdle. But for my customers to pay me in Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin economy needs to grow to an extent that they can see a use other than just paying me because otherwise it becomes, oh, we'll we'll get some Bitcoins just to pay more. That's never going to happen if that's the only reason. So it's really, I think from my perspective, if I want that to happen, I really have to stop. I have to work on getting local businesses to accept it as well. Um, I've had a talk with uh, 
one of the local shopping, uh, very small version of uh, Walmart uh, guy here. And he's actually interested, but he's, uh, he's held back by the cash register system that he's using. And I said to him, look, change to NCR. They, they have implemented Bitcoin already in their systems. It's just a, a toggle switch somewhere that you have to flick and you accept uh, Bitcoin. So, yeah, he's interested, but as usual. It, again, he's got lots of other um, projects that he had on his mind. He's only just recently extended his uh, building, which, yeah, cost him millions. So I think he's in the point where he just needs a breathing space. <laughs> hmm. You're, you're kind of seeing yourself become the local hub for Bitcoin in your area. Is uh, You're spreading the word through trying to get people to pay you in Bitcoin. And through that, you've kind of been the local educator. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. I mean, if the way I see it, if you want something done, you you got to get off your ass. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, that's definitely the mentality that I think a lot of us are, have kind of fallen into. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, and the thing is, what I've learned through my years, especially in public service, working for the public service, there's a saying that is so true, the squeaky wheel gets oil. The more noise you make, at some point you get your way. So you just got to keep talking about it. That's my view. That's what we do. We do it well. So this next <laughs> question is kind of appropriate. It's, uh, so, so Bitcoin has a chicken before the egg kind of problem and that's right up your alley uh being a farmer (laughs) but anyways so there is a chicken egg problem uh you know not enough businesses accept bitcoin but then again they don't want to accept it because not enough people are spending it so do you think that there could be something uh because you're on both sides of the fence there what could be the catalyst to break that cycle that's a good question. I haven't really, I haven't worked out how to break that cycle. Um, and I, look, I think I'm hoping that uh, if I do this workshop with people, where I get them to ha- help them to get a set up a wallet and so on, that I get some shopkeepers as well. We've got tons of coffee shops. We're a small town. Look, the, the, the main street of town is maybe a kilometer long. So we are tiny, and but we've got about 17, 18 coffee shops. It's ridiculous. And I mean, if, if I can just get one or two of those to accept Bitcoin, and that shouldn't be hard, you know, they, if they've got a, 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 a tablet or, or even a, a spare phone somewhere, we, we just set up a wallet for them. Um, if we can do get there, that may get more people in, and we've get, get more. Get, get someone else talking about Bitcoin, hopefully. Then I think it's a case of just, you just got to work on growing it. And, and I think it, it, it's nice when you hear the news about, oh, you know, IBM's accepted and uh, accepting it and, uh, the other, uh, Newegg and, and, and what was the other one? Uh, Overstock are accepting Bitcoin and Microsoft mm-hmm. accepting Bitcoin. That's all nice and good. But I think we all need to work to get, Bitcoin accepted locally more, and I, I'd look. Maybe I, I'm in, in in a harder place because uh, on the Sunshine Coast hinterland here in Queensland, there's just nothing. So mm-hmm. that may be just a harder style 
I mean, you hear some some in some places, you know, half the coffee shops almost are, seem to be accepting Bitcoin. Um, but we just got to start, and it's it, it's the usual thing. You got to you got to start small, or you always start small, and then you got to work on that and keep on going. So, I, chicken and egg, you know, it's. I don't think either of or either one by itself will make it. We really need to get um, customers or, or the public and shopkeepers to. We need both, more of both. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It does make sense. I mean, if there's just more of a demand on both sides of the fence, then yeah. Gonna and it's, 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 it's self-sustaining then if you've got more because if you've just got lots of uh, uh, shop owners business owners to accept it but no one has them well, they're going to drop it again mm-hmm. so yeah you, you need to demand there of course well in a sense those meetups that you plan on making kind of covers both of those sides if you can get both customers and businesses together in one place to have that communication where if both parties are interested then something will happen whereas you're only talking to customers, then they're going to be like, where do I spend it? If you're only talking to businesses, they're going to be like, well, who's going to buy it? You need yeah. both together in order to get it to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, the other thing, I mean, I don't know, you're probably aware that I trade a little bit as well, that I'm selling Bitcoins at times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, one other thing that I'm thinking of is up to a limit, I, c- I can even buy Bitcoins of, uh, of customers, you know, of, of of shopkeepers and so on, if they start accepting Bitcoin, so that way I can I can take away the pain of what do I do with it once I've got it? Because in the end, at least at the beginning, most shop most shopkeepers will want to convert it back into Australian dollars. I believe that that's going to be a, a longer battle to for them to stay in Bitcoin. But mm-hmm. that's all right. I mean, in the end. As Andreas Antonopoulos says, you got to spend Bitcoin. Oh, no, that's not him. That's uh, the mad Bitcoins guy that, that says that. you got to spend it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't hold it. You've got to spend it. You've got to make it move around. And that's fair enough. I'm, I'm with that. It's just like any Absolutely. other money. Checking account, savings account, you know. Spend some, save some. That's it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Um, so as a small business owner... Would you say that Bitcoin is the best means to transact? And if not, uh, what are some pros and cons? Oh, look, it's definitely good because uh, yes. I, I prefer it at this point. Uh, one is speed. Second is no chargebacks. Uh, you try and, I mean, one of the other ones that's often used is PayPal. And I mean, PayPal is the devil. Uh, <laughs> and I have that confirmed by a few people that told me the same thing um, but anyway PayPal you can get a charge back up to six months later oh, and man. you go well hold on a moment and they can there's, there's so many avenues I mean I've had that happen to myself there's so many avenues for chargebacks I mean they can call, uh, ask PayPal for a chargeback or they can go to the bank or the credit card and they then charge back to PayPal and PayPal will just roll over and they've done that to me. They're all over and just kind of go, oh, the money goes back. And you got to hold on a moment. I've given these people the, the service or the, or, or the product. Oh, well, now you're not covered. See you then. So uh, from that perspective, I mean, Bitcoin 
there's no recalls. If you if you need a refund, you got to talk to the shopkeeper, and I think that's how it should be, because that way the shopkeeper also gets an idea what was actually wrong. It's a chargeback; you don't get that. Just the money disappears. Whereas if the if the if the person has to come back and say, "Hey, I want my money back," as a shopkeeper, as a seller, you get to ask, "Oh, what was wrong? What what happened?" And that that gives you a chance to actually improve your product or service. So yeah. Um, what could be better? Um, I've tried it with a few uh, absolute novices that have never heard of Bitcoin before. And the one thing that confuses the hell out of them is <laughs> a wallet address. This long string that looks like a password from hell. <laughs> and they are like, well, what is that? And you said, tell them, that's, that's your address. That's where I send money to. And I, I give you something that looks similar to that where you send me money. And I go like, yeah, but, but can't we just do it with an email address or something? And I guess that's, I understand what, the, what that wallet address is, but people don't see that. And it's not something that's memorable. I think that's where we have to work at, uh, or that's where the Bitcoin community has to have a look at to make that part easier to understand, and maybe even potentially hide that wallet address. I mean, I know it's still early days, you know, it's uh, Bitcoin's been around for six years now, or something around there. So, yeah, um, that wallet address, we need to find a way of making that less, less in your face. Okay. okay, that's a good suggestion. I think there's some businesses trying, but it hasn't really caught on just yet. So, I guess last question uh, we ask it to all of our guests it tends to be the hardest question. Hope you're ready. Uh, in ten words or less, could you describe Bitcoin? Right, and well, um, right, Bitcoin is. Money is a system to save and transmit money where you don't need permission and where no one can tell you or can. No, that's not true. Sorry. God. You're going that's on a hard 20 words. words. Yeah, you're going on 20 <laughs> yeah, words. I'm, I'm way past 10 words. <laughs> it's a tough okay, question. Let's try a different way. All right, round two. Round two, round two, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bitcoin is money without the central bank involved. It's peer to peer. Probably still more than 10 worlds. That's close. No, that's 10 on the dial. Oh, well, someone counted. Well done. <laughs> good deal. Well, Mark, it was good having you on the show. Thanks for taking some time out of your. Um your egg deliveries to uh, hang out with us here. So. Oh, no problem, no problem. It was my pleasure. And uh, I look forward to listening to this next show. All right. The last one, which was quite interesting. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. You too. See you then. And that was the interview with Mr. Mark Burgunder from Australia, um, renting chickens and doing his best to bring Bitcoin to his local community there, where I really think Bitcoin can thrive is like in the small businesses to generate commerce. And have a little closed loops, you know, like if people are getting paid in Bitcoin, spending Bitcoin, keeping Bitcoin, then it's starting to act more and more like a currency. And so, yeah, it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it.
I, yeah, I, found, I found some really good, interesting things about that that I wasn't I wasn't planning on thinking about or like I didn't expect to hear about when we, he started that. And that was like uh, the way that he's kind of become through this business a Bitcoin hub for his local community, and he helps all the other businesses get started with Bitcoin because if other people are using Bitcoin, then the people are or other s- services are willing to accept Bitcoin, then people will be using it more. And he'll get more service, and and it just it's kind of naturally progressed because it benefits him to help others in the process of getting people adopted. And I really like that. And also the other thing that he brought up that I thought was interesting is that he liked Bitcoin a lot because there's no chargebacks. And if someone has a problem, they can't just call their credit card company, and the credit card company gives the person back their money, and a month later. Or two weeks later down the road, he's missing money because of a problem something had along down the road that never gets resolved. Mm-hmm. Because there's no chargebacks, if you want, if you have a problem, you go to the service that had the problem and you fix it, or it at least gives them an opportunity to hash it out and the problem can be resolved. And it's really good for services to not have chargebacks, assuming they're honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I really I thought that was interesting, and I didn't think about it before. The chargeback thing was something I was unaware of, and it really took me back. Where if you're a business owner, you could look into your business account, and money is just gone, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. where the hell did my money go?" Oh, they just kind of took it from me. So I thought that was pretty shocking. Yeah, so go to our show notes. Uh, if you want to buy Bitcoin with PayPal, you can check Mark out on Paxful, which is uh, I'll have all the information on there. And uh, he has an app uh, where I guess you could put in your address and the eggs get delivered right to your door. How cool is that? Ah, so cool. smart, man. It's just another. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting way to do business, and I feel like that's cool. We're allowing people to do business in different ways as opposed to just like open up a brick and mortar, sell your goods and hope it works out. You you can be a little more creative in how you accept funds nowadays. And it's only going to get easier and more creative than how you do these things as time goes on. So you have an idea. It's getting easier to implement that idea and monetize it. They should bring milkmen back like milk delivered to your door. (laughs) They do that here. That's awesome. Do you participate? No, I don't know how to talk to the guy. So, uh, not yet. <laughs> just say leche. <laughs> I just right? see I just see a dude go by our street in a milk truck about every day, every other day. Hmm. Oh, I'm jealous. What happens if you spill it? I don't know. I'm sure you they don't have. cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well played, sir. Well played. Yes. That was nice. That was very nice. <laughs> uh Dad jokes. Well, how do you segue out of that? Got a bullet point for us? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri, how about you talk a little bit about um, you're busy nowadays, man. You're day trading and and online courses and teaching and yeah, I'm trying. I try to keep myself you, busy. You know, try to be a 2015 Renaissance man, just doing stuff. Or are you making money at least? Um, I have made like officially alert. $6 Ooh, in USD. Nice. Um, nice. And is this penny, made, penny stocks or is this uh, bigger, no, bigger no. stuff? No, no, no. This is Bitcoin. 
Nice. I'm swing trading Bitcoin. What I do is I watch the 12 hour interval and I watch the moving averages and the what's called the moving average convergence divergence indicator and just kind of measure momentum and do some quick math. And the coolest thing is, is that you can put your buys and sales in way before time. So if you have a certain number that you want to reach to make a certain little amount of profit, like I have been, you can just put like a sale order up for that and just wait a few days and hey, it's Bitcoin, you know, the price goes up and down. And then so as soon as it hits your price, it sells and boom, you made your profit. And then immediately put in a buy for, you know, whatever you wanted to do to keep stacking up the profit. So it's, And you're doing this solo? No, no, no. I'm doing it with a friend of ours. Um, he wants to come on the show later and talk about our endeavors, and we're documenting the shit out of this. It's oh, really man. cool. It's funny to listen to. He really went from, what the hell are you guys talking about, to this is awesome. I can't stop reading about it. I want to do everything about Bitcoin. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, we have. It's definitely his personality. He really just runs with, runs with things immediately as, as fast as he hears about them, and uh, it's fun to watch. And he's taking it. Do we, Go ahead. Do we introduce him to Bitcoin? Yeah, I did. That's what? Right. That's nice. right, man. We are Bitcoin missionaries. <laughs> Evangelicals. Well, he heard about us doing this a long he time be- ago, and he thought it was just funny. And then he finally asked questions about it. I think when we started the podcast, and he started listening to it. And I, we explained it to him. He listened to the podcasts all the time and finally like I, I need to know more about this I want to I want to do things mm-hmm. it's been going well very cool we have a game he and I uh, we made a game called bit for bit so every morning we submit our price prediction for the day and at 3 eastern time we see how far each one of us was off if the price fell within our interval you know we check our error if the price fell within our interval. And so far, we're 0.56% off. So we're getting pretty damn good. The other day, he was one cent off. Uh-huh. It was crazy. I mean, he's good at it. Like, he like just. He's, he's, a, he's a really smart kid. I mean, I he's not a kid, he's a man, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's really intelligent. Definitely. He, I asked him like what he's doing. He's like, nah, man, I just get on Bitcoin wisdom and I count back and then I count forward. And I'm like, huh, you make it sound so easy. Has he made more than six bucks? I don't know how much he's made just yet. And if I ever start making like way more than six bucks, I'm not just be throwing that out there. Like, but I do know one thing. <laughs> it takes money to make money because making six dollars every other week is not so fun. So <laughs> you're, you're building up your uh, your confidence. That's what you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. And then I don't have the balls to do futures, though. That's scary. Like, say you, and it's all on leverage. So say you like, uh, you know, try and sell or have a future price that Bitcoin's going to be worth. Uh, I don't know, two seventy a coin, and so you pretty much bet with the money that you have on leverage of 10 times. So if it does increase to the amount you said it would in this specific time span, you get 10 times the amount of money you put in. 
Yeah, well, that, that's another thing about confidence. It's like yeah, once, you under, once you understand a lot of the technicals and the metrics people use to look at the stock market. And that's how people you, make you, crazy You can money. build up a certain amount of confidence in certain in saying certain things mm-hmm. based on those metrics. A lot of them. And the more you know, the more confidence you can build up on, cert- on saying certain things. Definitely. I have a lot of confidence yeah. in my ability to at least predict where the price is going to be, like 12 hours out. So... Yeah, I say that and watch it like bomb the next day. People hear this podcast and they're like, why didn't you say something? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyways. I put my whole life in this because you said that. You're All my life asshole. say things. D is an asshole. You, sir, no. are an idiot. <laughs> You're the Vin Diesel in Boiler Room just taking people. Yeah, I wish my uh, my voice get that low and talk like Vin Diesel. Uh does he talk you like that? Just sound like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put all your money in yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm I think down. my life a quarter Bitcoin at a time. That's right. <laughs> Point, <laughs> Point two five Bitcoin right. at a time. That's Point two five this at a time. That's creepy, man. It's not even like okay. Sex. Uh, D close us out. Uh, plug, plug all of our channels and all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see you guys later. We're out. D, take care of it. I'm gonna. Plug it like Vin Diesel would. Oh, uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Bleh. Any sorry, sorry. So at I the, it, it, I feel like you're rubbing your belly button as you as you talk like that. It just <laughs> doesn't sound good at all, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, well, at the BTC podcast, that is our Twitter. That. Marcello runs himself personally, so if you leave him something on Twitter, he's gonna tweet back to you. Uh, also, and I do. Yep, yep. We we have reached out. Hey, d- should we say some of the tweets that we've gotten? Do we have them up? Nope. Nah. <laughs> okay. nope. We're gonna pass on that. <laughs> um, shout out to our subscribers. Thank you. By the way, thebitcoinpodcast.com. And you can subscribe to our newsletter and we will send you out bits of things like newsletters are built to do. Hopefully you enjoy them. And am I missing anything? iTunes. Definitely iTunes and tell your friends and five stars. And Stitcher. ITunes, and Stitcher. Does, does Stitcher do a stars rating system? I don't know. If they do, uh, I don't know. Give us five stitches and we'd love it. If you, like I've said before, if you feel as if you need to give us four stars, then go to hell, please. You can uh, criticize us all you want. Just make sure it's five stars, five star criticism. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And check out our blog. We have, uh, Dee's been writing blogs furiously about little you know, things that are, that are very interesting and smart and, uh, make you think a little bit in a short amount of time. Yeah. Mine, call them uh, micro blogs. One that's long and a little deeper. And they'll come very not often. <laughs> I like writing microblogs. I'm able to get a bunch of thought outs really quick and hit the strong points. So yours are much more fun. I like it. it. No, they're both good. They're both good. They very each good. offer up something different. Thank we're, you. We're both well writers, I believe. I think it has something to do with all yeah. of that education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I feel good. 
both these guys got me into watching uh, Mr. Robot, and I've been marathoning it all week. So okay. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote from Elliot that really resonated with me, and uh, I think it applies to Bitcoin. He says that every day we change the world, but to change the world in a way that means anything, that takes more time than most people have. It never happens all at once. It's slow. It's methodical. It's exhausting. And I think that kind of applies to kind of what we're doing here week after week. Yeah, man. That's, uh, right? no? that's appropriate. That's good juice. I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's yeah, squeeze, squeeze the, your own damn juice. <laughs> squeeze that damn juice uh, well so we'll uh we'll see you next week and we have uh judd bagley director of communications uh over at overstock it might be the bagley. big conglomerate it could be is it bagley? bagley i think it's bagley um it might be <laughs> well i will get it right next week but we're looking forward to it he has yeah, a so lot yeah should we give a preview Sure. Uh, All right. Yeah, if you can offer up a little nugget. I'll, I'll give the listeners a nugget. Next week, you are going to view Bitcoin adoption in a way you probably never viewed it before. Or maybe you thought about it, but didn't give it that much thought. And you're going to say, whoa, yeah, things are going to happen just like they're supposed to happen with this technology. So look forward to that. And he gets. He gets so angry when he misses the the describe Bitcoin in ten words or less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that alone is worth the price of admission, <laughs> which is free. <laughs> well, we done. Yeah, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Play the outro. Play the outro. Play the outro. Oh, you got me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you.